Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. We have invited an amazing group of five panelists with very different, diverse stories and different, diverse desires in private practice to share their stories and also to be here to answer your questions about private practice. So maybe you have questions about best practices for having a teen um, practice and Haley can answer that or being a group practice owner and Melissa can answer that or you're doing more somatic or, or body-based work. And Maya can talk about that. Um, Kandisha can talk more about like, oh gosh, starting from scratch and having a lot, of, a lot of anxiety coming up about putting yourself out and being seen out in the world, all of these different things. So I think it's going to be really fun and casual. You'll notice that this is um, like a meeting format as opposed to a webinar format. So it is meant to be interactive. We're gonna give each person a little chance to share their story so that you understand where they're coming from. Um, and their success. And then we'll open it up to a really um, wonderful um, kind of give and take conversation. <laughs> That's the word. Yeah. All right. Let's get started. So I actually am going to reformat this, Nate. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how I can see more people because more people have their video on. Yeah. So what we're going to go ahead and do is I have this little thingy here at the at the beginning, but we actually don't need this. So I'm going to um, just take this little screen share off um, so we can just right. hang out with people Sounds and good. just be here. So can we start with Haley? Haley, are you willing to go first and share your story? I will go first. I'm, I'm Haley. Haley. Can you hear me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm Haley. I'm an LCSW in Sacramento, California. And my story is I originally opened my practice uh, January 2021, and I um, did okay. I was just doing distance learning at the school job I had, so it worked out pretty well. And um, But come the summer, I experienced a personal loss that was really devastating, and I just I shut everything down. It took me a really long time to try to recover from that. I went back to my school job and basically drove myself into the ground, couldn't heal, couldn't like see a way out of the heaviness of it all. And I started to think I wasn't going to go back to work. I took a leave of absence just to get clarity, try to lift myself out of the situation. And then I found Kelly and Miranda and I felt like for the first time I had like some hope in, in my journey that I could take control of my situation along with a lot of therapy, <laughs> but Kelly and Miranda also being there and, and offering up all of these supports without even, I went to the free trainings. I hadn't even signed up yet. And I, I walked away with these trainings from these trainings with so much knowledge. I had to sign up. I, I signed up in March and ever since March, where I started with zero clients, I've gotten to August where I was full. And for me, that's about 12 to 15 teenagers, their kids, because I also see their parents. Um, I've started a consultation group. I have so much more confidence and hope. 
I feel like actual peace now and joy and happiness. And that was something that I just did not have for a very long time. And so they provided me with that, that roadmap and that like handhold, like, Hey, we got you. We're going to help you every step of the way. And here's more information than you will ever need in your life (laughs) to help you get going. And I, I haven't even, I feel like I haven't even touched um, a fraction of it. And there's still so much more room for me to grow and I can see it now. I can see where I could, where I could take this with their help. So I'm so thankful for you guys and thankful for this opportunity. Thank you for sharing your story. Wow. That's a pretty significant shift from like March, even to (laughs) August to like zero clients to completely cool. What were some of the biggest surprises for you in terms of that growth pattern? Were you expecting that? Were you surprised by how quickly things exploded? I was expecting it. <laughs> I, I mean, I knew that if I put in the work, you guys, I trusted you guys. I knew that it would happen, but it didn't happen the way I thought it would. I thought, oh, I put up my profile on psychology today and I have a colleague that will send me referrals just like last time. But what I did this time was a lot more in-person networking. And that was different than what I did before. I have totally changed the way I go about it. And I've, I've done things that feel good to me rather than trying to do what I think I'm supposed to do. And that has really made all the difference. Most of the clients I have, have come from either seeing a video of me on my website or on psychology today. Um, or they, they know someone who knows me personally or professionally and they've referred. So they already know that they want to work with me by the time that they call and we just make sure it's the right fit. So that has been a game changer. I think what I love about that is the permission to continue the alignment and that through a big life change, what you've been through, the grief and everything, mm-hmm. aligning a practice to who you are today and it yeah. not not having what worked before is not going to work now per se. Right. And giving yourself permission to lean into something different. Um, that's a gift you gave yourself for sure. Yeah. I love it. It's beautiful. Fantastic. Thank you, Haley. Um, and if you want to share what the most inspiring thing was from Haley in the chat, feel free to do that. And then we're going to introduce Kadisha. Kadisha, you want to share your story? Sure. Thank you for having me again. Um, When I first came to Zinni, um, I hadn't launched my practice yet. I was independent contracting for a practice and I came to a couple of the free trainings um, and I used to hide. (laughs) Um, My camera was off. I didn't really talk. I sometimes used the chat. um, I used the chat mostly. And I I bring that into play in this conversation for me because that learning not to hide, not everybody has their camera off because they're hiding. But for me, I knew that I was hiding. And so um, to be able to show up for myself and show up for other people is what allowed me to find that connection in Zinni Me. And um, kind of move the dial, right? Because what I learned is that what I was doing, what I was doing in this community was directly what I would be doing, even in how I put myself forth for my business. So uh, I was here for the spring um, working session back in March, I believe. And then fast forward, my practice launched um, in August officially. So it's only been two months to really it's been about, yeah, two, yeah, two full months. 
Um, and in that interim, one of the things that I set out to do um, through, uh, through the working session was get myself out there, get my website public. I didn't have a website. I didn't know how to create a website. I didn't know how to do a lot of things, but as Haley alluded to, um, there's a lot of resources in this community and a ton of them are things that some of them you may not get to in like forever, <laughs> but I love knowing that the resources are there for when I need them. Like I see this community as a massive library of mm -hmm. not, um, not just tangible supports, but also just the people support too. Um, just as people were coming in the call, one of the things that I noticed was that aside from like the Zenny squares that I see, there are about five non-Zenny squares. So that makes like 30 left and I counted all the people that I had connected with in some way since being in this community, whether that was through a co-working session or just through a chat message, whatever. And I think there's about like 10, eight to 10 people in here that I'm like, oh, I've seen you before, or I've worked, we've worked with each other outside of this community. I mean, outside of like an official meeting. Yeah. Um, and that community has been so supportive for me and has allowed me to push myself even in the moments where I felt like, I don't know what to do. I'm terrified and I don't know where to go next. Having the, the community of Zenny is what has kept me moving forward, even when I have sometimes not wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that, how does it feel to be seen now? It feels good. I feel connected. I feel seen and it doesn't feel as terrifying as I imagined it to be. I do remember one of the first times that I like put myself out there um, and it was, it, it felt a little bit scary, but what I realized was that the gain was so much greater than what the fear was. And so I had to like speak back to that fear. And it's kind of similar to the things that we work on clients with, but it was a little bit of exposure even for myself. Yeah. How do you think you created safety to be able to do that? I think it was because I saw other people showing up and not mm -hmm. to be completely honest, it's because you all, I, I mean, yes, I created that for myself. Some of it was the pushing myself, but I'll be very honest to say that the Zenny community is not as you, you all are not scary. You create that safety, right? So when we're doing the working sessions and we're tuned in, not just to the business aspects, but what are the emotions that you're feeling as you're building your business? I feel like this is truly a comprehensive program. And so I feel like you all attended to the things that felt scary or even sometimes just slowing us down and saying, hey, like I hear you talking about this aspect of your business, but what's that underneath there and mm -hmm. holding us in a way. And I think we all kind of um, show up and hold each other um, in this community. So I think that, yes, some of it was me, but a lot of it was also what was offered to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had lots of conversations about showing up and being yeah. deserving of, of being seen too. Yeah. And I, I think I, I, I want to ask this question and I think a lot of people relate, like if you hadn't had that experience of being able to show up in a safe space and be like really accepted for who you were as Kadisha, how do you think that would have impacted your ability to go out into the world and kind of market in this public format format what do you think would have ha happened without that yeah i think i probably would still be hiding or only showing up and only showing portions of myself um and for, I'll, I'll give a very tangible example one of the things i hope it's okay to say this but one of the things that we work on um in our marketing um approach is something called the atp y'all y'all have to help me with it uh the authentic. Acronym, authentic transformation, transformation proposition proposition yes yeah. 
And so that speaking to the client, um, you can't do that if you're not authentic within yourself first, right? It's one thing to put out a pitch to draw your clients to you. But if you don't know who you are within that, and if you're still hiding, there's, you can't do the, the first step of it, which is to be authentic. And so I think that if I hadn't have gone through some of the processes um, through Zenny, I think that I would be marketing because I would rec some intellectually, I recognize I have to do that, but I don't think that I would be as effective in what in some of the steps that I've been taking and I wouldn't know what I need to improve on. And that's not me saying that I've mastered it because I know that I have a long way to go, but I know I feel supported in getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank Beautiful. you. Beautiful. Thank you, Kadisha. You just and inspired Jatan. Yeah. <laughs> to show up awesome. more. Y'all should connect. It'd be great. Yeah. I think it'd be lovely. Um, and I love that you guys are all supporting one another, even in sharing like, hey, this is what really inspired me. I really resonate with that. I think that that's important. Um, Torin. Hi, I'm uh, Torin Davis-Black. Um, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, uh, trauma specialist, and EMDR, certified EMDR um, therapist um, living in Southern Appalachia in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, I first came to Zinni Me in, I think, 2016 or 2017. And at that time, I had a very small private practice um, that I was working a full-time, a 32-hour job as a clinical supervisor and community-based organization. And then I had a private practice that I would do at night <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and on my day off. And so I was working like 60 hours a week, 12-hour days. And... Um, <clears throat> I met a boot camper um, and she had just quit her job, joined boot camp, well, joined boot camp, quit her job, and then told me about her day. And she had had a nap on the couch that day and she was really happy. And that just seemed so spacious and really far away from my life at the time where, you know, the, the only um, sort of self-care time that I used to have was I would go through the car wash <laughs> uh, because my, my, um, no. I, you couldn't get you couldn't get to me. I couldn't email. I couldn't be on the phone because I was always with two jobs. I was always on the phone, sort of doing things, you know, even on my commute. So um, the you know the fact that this person had taken a nap during the day seemed amazing. So I quickly um, looked into boot camp and joined. Um, and I think I was in already in process of like quitting my agency job because I had done the numbers and I already had like 12 people in my private practice that I was seeing on top of, of, you know, a, a 32 hour a week job. So, um, I joined bootcamp and that was my first week off. My first week note, um, was doing bootcamp for the first time in 2016 or 2017. Um, and you know, I, I think there's been lots of iterations, but the, the most profound thing for me is really, the holistic approach of boot camp and the transformation that hasn't just been around profession, my professional life, but really just my my entire life and um, learning how to, um, you know, kind of prioritize myself, my self care, and um, create a work life balance um, and sustainability. Really, um, there are so many sort of and and still working on this and unworking this in so many layers of, you know, generational. Uh, and cultural overworking, um, you know, work is identity. And, you know, obviously the field of social work and the martyrdom sort of aspects of it, um, I was kind of ripe for all of it. <laughs> um, and really, you know, boot camp has helped me um, transform my life in that way. And, you know, now I'm to a place where, you know, I put, you know, 
with the coaching Kelly Miranda. I now put in my, my, um, I remember y'all talking about this a long time ago. You put in your vacations first and your time off first in your calendar, and then you put work around it. And the time that you introduced that, that seemed, you know, just wild, <laughs> but that is, you know, that is now the practice that I can sort of implement in my life. And I'm, you know, sort of taking off what seems like an absorbent amount of time, but like eight to 10 weeks a year um, and, you know, and having a, a sort of schedule that really works for me. Um, anyway, I could say a lot more, but um, I think the, the biggest pieces, sort of practical pieces is um, in 2018, I moved my practice from the Bay Area to across the country to Asheville, North Carolina. And at the time I was in something called CAT, which was kick-ass therapist. And y'all helped me completely bring my practice across the country, have very little gap in my income. And, you know, I was sort of networking across the country and sort of came up um, when I, when I landed here, was able to fill my practice, like, you know, within months, um, which was incredible. And then the other sort of recent transformation is getting off of insurance panels. Um, I think the, the pandemic years really, <laughs> the, um, patterns of overworking and sort of all of those patterns raise their, you know, rear their head again. And, um, you know, sort of things got off balance, but you, uh, joining TAP this time in um, 2022 was able to transition my practice again, really seamlessly without much gap in income and get off of insurance panels and fill my practice within, you know, a very short amount of time. So I'm very grateful um, to have had this long and winding journey with you all and <laughs> continuing to hang out together together a bit I was just thinking yeah. about how like every transition you've been through and now you're also doing some rebranding and things like that domain change and I think with every transition there's been that initial that's <gasps> gonna work and then a deep breath of like okay it's all right you know, and then each time it's gotten a little bit like, oh yeah, I'm okay. You know, a reminder of each, as you go through each change, you know? Yeah. Cool to see. Well, and I was thinking about that too. And, and I'm just so appreciative because I think when I, you know, when I sort of panic in those moments, I know that I can reach out to you all and talk me off the ledge, but it's sort of like, you know, when you're in therapy for the first time, or you're learning how to be a therapist, you can sort of think about your therapist's voice or your consultant's voice and sort of what would they say. And you all have been in my head in that sort of way. Um, and when I can't access that myself, I can reach out and <laughs> you can help me out. And I think, you know, I, I just want to, hopefully it's not an overshare, but like when you say like, oh, it was pretty seamless getting off of insurance panels, right? Which is, which is true, but yeah. the, for you making the decision to get off of insurance panels was not seamless. And there was a lot that came to the surface that I remember the first time, like I remember being on the phone with you and like, or on a Zoom and having a conversation and just seeing like the wall, like chunk, 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 chunk. It was like this big metal wall, like absolutely not. This can't be, this can't be the only way. Um, and then to kind of watch you like slowly kind of like look at what your needs were and to really explore and to see like, was there a way within the insurance um, system for you to be cared for as much as like your, your clients were cared for? Like, was this really the, an option? And I, I feel like you did a lot of work to see whether you could change the system from within or you could make it work. And it was only when that was not 
plausible that you realize like, okay, here's the place. And then from there it was seamless, but there was a lot, you know, there was a definitely a messy middle of discomfort. Yeah, I would say on the outside, it, it was seamless, but inside it was, <laughs> it was an emotional mess. It, and y'all helped me hold it down for sure. Yeah, it was a, it was a process. Yeah, I'm so, yeah. so proud of you for moving through that. And so um, excited for what that means for your, like, you've always been such a presence for your clients, but I, I know the weight that you're under, under with all of those systems kind of weighing on top of you. And so for you to be there for your clients in this new way without that old depressive system sitting on you, like, I just think that's just like, so like just leaves so much freedom for really powerful work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Torin. All right, Melissa, you want to share your story? Yes. So I'm so, so it's so fun to like hear everyone else's stories and I'm like taking notes like, oh, I want to share that too. (laughs) Um, So my name is Melissa Spaulding and I own Guided Wellness Counseling. We're now a group practice. I was a solo practice when I first joined uh, Business School for Therapists back in 2019. I left it at February, 2019. So I've owned Guided Wellness since 2016, and we really specialize in serving adventurous women that are overcoming depression, anxiety, and trauma. I'm an MDREA certified therapist. This last year, I became an MDREA consultant and just got approved to be a credit provider, a continuing education provider for MDREA. So I was like just a therapist before, and now I'm a group practice owner consultant doing all these really fun things. but it was it was really hard in the beginning. One of my I feel like business school has helped me make some real clear switches in how I run my business, which is so satisfying to see. Um, when I first started Guided Wellness, I was changing offices every year because I was leasing from other people, and then the lease would end or they would shut down their business, and I was out of a space. And I felt. I felt like that seemed so unprofessional to my clients and I was asking them to readjust and readjust and readjust every time I moved. And part of what I really wanted for my private practice was an environment that felt like self-care from start to finish, like Mm -hmm. the setup and the space and the chocolates that I have and the juices that I have all are very much a part of helping my clients feel like they can take a deep breath when they Mm -hmm. come into sessions. And so this spring, I actually signed my first three-year lease on a multi-office suite, which is crazy. Um, And I rent out two of those offices right now to other professionals. So they help pay the rent. So I barely, I hardly pay the rent at all um, because it's covered. And the cool thing about that is my team is expanding. I actually just hired my third therapist today to join, or earlier this week on Monday, she joined the team And so this spring, I'll be letting go one of my renters because I'm filling the space with my own people, which was always part of the plan. Um, So that's super cool. The other big change is that I was drowning in paperwork, like literal papers. When I first started my practice, I look back now on my record keeping and just think that was really dangerous, how I was losing forms all the time. Um, And... When I started getting into boot camp, I realized like one of my my principles and my ethics as a practice owner is to be ecologically responsible. And so now we are 100% paperless. We have mm. no paper forms whatsoever. 
everything gets sent electronically and it's so easy for clients um, to be able to be in that process with us. Um, and then I think like the last big switch is my rate. Um, when I started, I have, I joke, I call it the industry standard rate. Which basically, <laughs> <laughs> I can mean so many other, things. <laughs> I Googled other clinicians and then priced myself lower. Mm -hmm. So when I started, I, and I'm a cat, we're a cash pay practice. None of my clinicians take insurance. Um, my rate is now more than twice what I was making. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll just, I'll shout out numbers because we can talk about money um, and not be ashamed of it. But my rate's 250 now. Mm -hmm. um, and my clinicians annually, their rate gets bumped up as well. So we, we are unapologetic about what we charge because we know we're providing a service and a process that reflects that. And it's okay if people don't want it. Um, so it's, it's just been amazing to have those changes. But if I, can, if I can mention one more thing, it's I think part of emotionally what bootcamp has given me is permission to be brave about claiming who my ideal client is. And that allows me to be an ideal therapist for them, which means being myself. Um, you know, so like I, my ears aren't gauged, but I consistently wear really large wood earrings that look like my ears are gauged. And I know there's a particular client that is drawn to that. And I know I live in a very, very religiously conservative community. There's gonna be people that see my short hair and my big wood earrings and they're not gonna work with me. That's okay. I don't want to work with them either. <laughs> and we get to we get to be in communication about that. Um, I also love with the ATP, like I've written every word on my website. Every single word is my voice. And when clients call and they say, I was on your website and it's like you were speaking to me. I'm like, yes. Like, <laughs> and I know that they're going to be an amazing client. I know that we're going to be amazing for each other. So um, being able to be brave in my marketing and be myself and serve communities that um, there's a lot of shame and secrecy around certain communities and that gets me fired up. So um, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Thank you, Melissa. That's I love beautiful. It. I will just say too, if I can think back to when you joined and just how you show up today there is a difference in terms of energetically like a level of confidence that was not there in the beginning there was like that shame about the paperwork i remember that some shame around the website stuff i remember some of that and to see you today with this kind of clarity and it comes from a place of love right there's confidence does not mean that it isn't loving or that it's braggadocious or whatever word you want to put with it but it is a loving place it's a place of saying i'm here with a with a very specific pur purpose i know what that is and i'm i'm following that path and it's a beautiful thing to see you transform into mm -hmm. yeah it's it's been so important cuz i mean there's, there have been moments in my practice where I would tell people like, I think I'm going to serve this community. Like, you know, I'm going to serve members that are leaving the church or I'm going to serve people in the kink community and being told like, Melissa, if you do that, people will stop referring to you. Mm. And just being like, I can't, like, I just don't believe it. I'm like, as a therapist, secrets make us sick and mm. shame gets passed down from generation to generation. I won't stand for it. Like, that's not what my practice is about. Um, and if anything, it's only expanded my reach. Um, mm -hmm. 
yeah, I get so many alternative lifestyles coming to my practice that like, I'm just jazzed about that. I'm glad we can be that safe space for people. I love it. Oh, that just like gave me chills to <laughs> like that place of like, I won't stand for it. And I think this is a I'll great example too. Yeah. Like of how we can really take our personal, our core values of who we are as a human and they can be exuded where they can be lived out. Like our healing and helping can really just be fully aligned. It isn't just like, let's mark a box that we got into the DSM five and we gave you a diagnosis and you know, we, we did this treatment planner that like, wait, what are the bigger systemic issues happening in the world? And like, how can I show up in a really deep way for those things? So it's beautiful. Oh, I thank love you, it. Melissa. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Maya. Hi. Um, my name's Maya Jengarelli Rabo. I'm a licensed clinical social worker um, with a solo practice in central Massachusetts. Um, I do somatic based anxiety therapy for stressed out, anxious adults. Um, and let's see, I had the biggest scarcity mindset before joining boot camp. Um, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I was working, I actually, I opened my practice in 2021. I hadn't joined boot camp yet. I was coming from a group practice where I was working 30 to 35 client sessions a week, mm -hmm. um, not making very much money. My I'm the sole income earner in our family and my partner was out of work over COVID. And so I felt really, really desperate. And I think that's part of where the scarcity mindset came from. Um, and I thought this was just normal. I thought we had to work this many hours and this was the pay and it didn't feel right in my body. I mean, I'm a somatic therapist, so I'm a little, I drop in a lot um, to check in with myself. And I mean, I was never there for my son who was a toddler at the time. And it felt like this isn't right. Like, I, I don't agree with this. I don't think this is okay. I pushed back in my group practice, actually got a little bit reprimanded for it. And that was the, that was like the last straw. I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I opened my practice, had been following Zinni me for a while, you know, absorbed some of the free resources. So that's what helped me be like, they're saying this is, this is okay. So why is it happening? Um, but scarcity mindset still couldn't, you know, make the plunge and spend the money and just replicated everything that I was doing in my group practice. Still mm. took all my clients with me opened with a full practice, 50 people. Um, and I was like, wait, I'm in private practice. Why am I not feeling good? I thought this was supposed to be the special sauce. I was <laughs> on all the insurance panels, um, had to hire a biller, was paying buttload of money for someone else to manage my billing. And I was just bleeding money. And then I was like, you know what, that's it. Join bootcamp. And in the last, I joined in April in the last four months, four or five months, complete 180. I'm off insurance. Mm -hmm. So like working in the, in the modules, getting the community support to be like, can I do this? I can do this. Right. This is okay. Right. This is ethical. <laughs> Wait, are you sure? Wait, are you sure? Are you sure? Like constantly gut checking. And I have my perfect day every day. I work 18 clinical hours a week. That's business admin and client sessions. I pick up my son four days a week. I want to cry because that I'm there for him. He's in kindergarten. I can show up for him. We do like fun things after school. I'm done for the day. And I'm making like quadruple the money I was making working. God, it wasn't really 40 hours a week. It's really more like 60, right? Um, 
And I have so much more clarity and purpose about who I see, what the work is that I do. I'm really confident about the fee that I charge. Like I don't bat an eye during consultation calls anymore. Cause I'm just like, this, it, it's just what it is. Money is, is a number and it's a resource. Um, learned all of that through the modules. And I, it's like really amazing and also kind of shocking, but also like not shocking that I'm here, like on the other side, because even when I was in it, doing the modules and doing the work, um, I still had some mindset, mindset stuff that I had to work through. And I kept going back. I repeated a lot of the, um, the meditations and the, um, the mindset spreadsheet, like just kept going back to that. Um, oh God, it works. It works. We don't talk about those meditations really, or some of those worksheets, but they're there for you to reuse and repurpose. I mean, let's face it, even Miranda and I hit our edges and we have to go back and <laughs> All the time. eat our own words, you know, <laughs> and remind ourselves too. We're all in that together, you know, as we're, whoa, is this possible? I remember when we, we made some changes in business school, like we used to work ridiculous hours those of you who knew yes I see yeah. some of you <laughs> and we're like cool like 18 hours a day office hours like for two weeks it makes sense what we're teaching and what we're doing not really and then eventually you know it takes courage to step out and say okay we're going to try it and if we get the feedback that it's not working then we'll adjust and so far it has worked but you know you find your edge and mm -hmm. then you take that leap. And Maya, you've been taking lots of leaps the past few months for sure. It's in yeah. a short period of time. Yeah. And you mentioned yeah. dropping into your body. What happens when you drop into your body now? It's, um, I can tell really quickly when something doesn't feel right. And when I need to pivot or, um, take time or space, like it's, it's, I'm very clear. I've plotted the points on my body map to really check in and, recognize when, um, you know, cause boundaries is a big one, like about like setting boundaries with clients around no shows or cancellations or even the fee. Um, and I'm just more aware. I'm just much more aware about what feels okay versus not okay. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you're making shifts as you realize things are not okay. You are setting those boundaries or asking for support from the community day by day and moment by moment. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things that we like to talk about. And I think for those of you who are business schoolers, you may notice this more this next round as we've been stepping more into talking about that integration piece of body, mind, heart, and spirit. And that's very, I'm going to say it comes from a very indigenous way of looking at things. If you look at like a medicine wheel, that is the approach, you know, of being more integrated with those four parts and I've learned a lot in my own journey and and community about that and seeing how much that applies and Maya you're talking about that embodiment like how often are we just relying on this thing up here that has been industrialized and colonized to to guide us versus looking at all these other gifts that we have of our heart and our spirit and our body to help guide us in business and that's what I have loved hearing each of you share the different ways that that has come up for you. Pretty amazing. So for those of you who are watching, do you guys have questions for these amazing, our little fab five for today? Are there pieces of advice or do you have um, the other pieces? I know we have a lot of business schoolers in here. Definitely um, 
don't be shy, even if you are not a business school, if you're just here to find out about business school, how many of you, you all that are here on the, our little fab five, how many of you watched the success stories before you enrolled um, in business school, right? Yes, did, like, <laughs> yeah, I know Maya did for <laughs> sure. Like that place of, you know, it's, it's a, it's a place where you're trying to figure out, like, I understand maybe this worked for someone else, but like, could it really work for me? If you have questions, support, if there's particular people you want to call out. Look, I mean, can we just talk about that? What about me kind of feeling? Have Did any of you have that? Like, but what about me? I work with this community. I am from this community. I have these beliefs. I have this kind of family of origin. Did that come up for you? And how did you work through that? I see Torin nodding yeah. her head. Do you want to share something, Torin? Sure. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm queer and I work with queer and trans folks. Um, and I also, you know, have a, I'm pretty social justice oriented and have an anti-oppression sort of framework in the way that I work in my practice. And so, I mean, I think that that is something sort of, you know, that I've been, that is part and parcel of, you know, sort of my struggle and, and trying to figure out how do I, you know, um, um, get paid and and have the space and the um, the resource, the internal resource to be able to do really good work and serve communities that I'm passionate about I'm working with. Um, and um, I'm not gonna say, I, I, you know, it's a, it's a struggle and it's, and it's a struggle to, to figure out ways to have a sustainable life and a well-resourced life and, and ways to sort of still give back and work in my community. Um, but to be able to do that from, you know, not a depleted, <laughs> burnt out sort of place, but to do that from a spacious place. Um, I, I, think, I think like <clears throat> my experience of you is the way you gave back is shifting. Before it was the insurance was like, this is how I create accessibility. And now it's looking at other ways to create the accessibility or give back. That's but, one thing. I think I, well, what I noticed is that Torin was already giving back in like six different ways in yes. their personal life and then also insurance. And so it was kind of like all these different places versus like finding a space of like, when is enough enough? And what do I need to be able to continue doing these things to be this social justice warrior in my community, to be out on the picket lines, to be out doing all of these different places? Like, what does that really look like? And to find some balance versus giving back in every single area of your life, you're giving back in your sleep, you're giving back <laughs> in your peace, you're giving back financially, yeah. you're giving back of your time. Like there was no area that was like undistressed. Yes. Um, it felt like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing because I, I do think it's a common thing that people feel when they're owning their business and trying to still be true to who they are and their desire and make it sustainable, right? We're interested to us. Success is not how much money you make. We want you to make the money you need to make in order to have a good life so that you can be a great therapist too. But also like Maya said, pick up her kiddo four days a week and he will remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's impactful. I remember my grandmother picking me up from mm -hmm. school Same. and like stopping on the side of the road to look at flowers or what have you, <laughs> like these little like moments. And I was just, I was just little. Um, Amber Vernon said I, they had questions about fit as well. 
um, because of the type of clinical doing evaluations mm -hmm. and not therapy. Amber, if you want to get unmuted and, and chat, let me know and kind of share your experience. Cause I think that that's, that's not uncommon, whether it's you do group yeah. therapy or whether you do, um, evaluations, like what that looks like. I think a lot of people have that experience. Yeah, I, I am in my car, so hopefully this is working. Yes. Yeah, you're good. Yay. Okay. And I'm not driving just so you know, this would be very dangerous. Um, I am parked outside of DSW. <laughs> so, not a coupon, you know, I like to save that money, even though we're making more with Zinni Me. Um, so yeah, I do predominantly evaluation and it's like a one-time evaluation thing, um, private pay, that kind of thing. And I was like, I don't know, everybody's talking about therapy and consistent clients per week. And like, that's just, how do I translate that? Um, and I think what I have found, first of all, is that you two have been really, um, really helpful in kind of being like, okay, okay, so let me this is how we would tweak it, or this is how we would kind of ask you to apply that. And that's been really helpful. Um, and then, and then I think just also being able, like literally even with like, when you're figuring out your ideal, like client and payment to be like, are we counting these as client hours? Are we counting it as a flat fee? Like, how do I put these things into the spreadsheet? And, and so there's just been a lot of support with whatever nuances that's been. I've seen you show up for me that way, and I've seen it for other people. Um, but, it, but it literally is, like, actually working. I mean, I came in the spring, so it's been, you know, relatively recent. But I've now had three people, when I've asked them, how did you find me, uh, it's been through my website. It's literally <laughs> been through reading that thing. And then they're like, I need this one-time evaluation done. And I was like, this is how much it costs. And if you don't want to continue, you do. That's fine. Here's the next step. And I've done three of them now. And, like, I wouldn't have thought that it would have happened that quickly, especially because what we found in, like, all the SEO stuff is that nobody searches for anything. And it's all, like, relational. And so I'm still just baffled of, like, oh, well, now I guess you can find me. Yes. And so just being able to, to create something when there really wasn't a lot of at least for what I'm doing, there wasn't a lot of paths of what are people looking for and that kind of thing. And we were finding no search terms, no search terms, no search terms. What do we do with this? And so, yeah, that's what I'll add. So thank you for all of that. Yeah. I, love that. I mean, we really did. Like I was, I probably have probably made three 15 minute videos of me doing like keyword research <laughs> and like digging into this piece and like here's this one, this is a global search term. It's not a specific location, but like, let's start there and see what it works. And clearly it's, it's working, <laughs> but that's the level. Like we, we know that at, at a certain point, you're all going to need support. And that's part of what working sessions are for. Like we, we empower you through all of the lessons to have access to the things that you need 24 seven, 365 days a year to be able to dig in. But there are certain points where it's like, I'm stuck emotionally or like, I'm stuck. This is, this is tricky. And for us to be able to have office hours and say like, Hey, here's two weeks where we're just going to be there all day. And this is our only focus. We're just going to hang out with you and help you with wherever you're stuck and sticky, whether it's looking into your website, revamping your ATP, like whatever it is, like we're here for it um, so that we can help you get over whatever that hump is. Thank you, Amber. Thanks, Amber. It's good to see your face. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pam was saying 
earlier about how it's encouraging. Um, where was it? Yeah. Oh, Teresa was saying it's more hopeful. She's feeling more hopeful about getting off insurance. Um, some business schoolers in here have chosen to not be on insurance. Some have chosen to be on insurance. And at the end of the day, we want you to choose what works for you. And we help you figure out what that actually means, right? Mm -hmm. About what kind of rates you can tolerate <laughs> or accept, and then how to do it in a way that's sustainable for your practice through having a biller or other things or only working with certain companies that aren't a pain in the tush. So if you're in here and you have a big desire to get off panels, you've already heard some stories of people who have. Um, and we've had some wild stories like this last round, we had someone who found out that even though they gave their 90 day notice, they're committed to a year and a half, a year and a half still stuck. And it's just, you know, and so still like we're helping them come up with a plan that helps them in this long, the longest bridge I've ever seen with an insurance company. So um, we've seen all sorts of wild things in this insurance world. And so if you are someone who doesn't, who is starting out or you think, oh, I'm just going to get on panels for a minute to like bridge the gap. It's not a minute. Do make sure. <laughs> Sometimes it's a minute. Sometimes it's not. So make sure you really understand what that looks like and what you're signing. And usually like in this case, they signed something that said it was a 90 day, but then it referenced another thing but then when you went to the other hundred page binder that in that binder buried in the information was that, and there's actually been some, some shifts and changes and they're, they're talking with the insurance commissioner. We're, we're supporting them through some of the, the pieces in terms of trying to push back on that. Yeah. But this is sometimes what happens with some of the insurance companies, not all. Madison right? said that happened to them that they found out a year ago. And they'll finally be off the panel at the end of this year. I mean, that is a long journey. And like, how do you still optimize in the midst of something that is less than ideal? And we've had convos about that. And that's what we want to reduce that kind of stress and strain for you in your practice. Yeah. But I also saw um, Pam was saying like wanting to work on schedule and pulling that back. How many of you have changed your schedule in here? I have just recently, again, it's yeah. constantly, and it, you're that perfect day that Maya's talking about will shift when that toddler goes to preschool and then goes to elementary or something in life happens, right? And we get to adjust our schedule accordingly. So we keep continuing to shape our business into our lives instead of the other way around. Yeah. So going back to this fab five, I want to ask you guys all a little question. Um, what was for you in particular, what was like that aha moment in business school where you were like, oh my gosh, like this was, this was a pivot moment for me for whatever reason, maybe it seemed small to someone else, but for you, it was a moment where you started to really see things shift. What was your pivot moment? Maya? Yeah. So, um, it's, it was pretty recently. I went back to my business analysis so that um, there's a spreadsheet that um, sort of pre-populates numbers for you and you score yourself on different domains. And I had done it um, right when I joined back in the spring. And I think I was like almost about at the six month mark, not quite, but I decided to just do it again. Cause I, I, as I said before, I was like making all this progress, but in the moment wasn't seeing it and wasn't believing it. And when I did my scores, I think I went from like a 3.2 
to a 4.5 on all of them. And that was like, wow, that like, that showed me. Yeah. It was just this moment of like, oh, I am, I'm doing okay. And actually I'm better than okay. Isn't it funny how when we're in the middle of it, we don't see it. Yeah. That was how, something that was like an weird. external spreadsheet is what reminds us of of what we've done. You know? Yeah. And I think I'll also say really quick, really, really quick that um, this month I had a ton of referrals and I booked four people. All of them said, either I read your psychology today, which is basically my ATP. Um, I've read your website and I have to work with you. Mm. Like all of them said that. And so I was like, okay, I got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think also, and we'll, we'll take Haley after you also talked about how many people you referred out <laughs> who you were like, these were not good fits and that you had complete confidence to say no to like seven people over the last month. Right. And we mm-hmm. talked about like during working session, we're going to see what we can do to get fewer of those like not ideal calls, but that idea that there was no like, oh, I feel obligated, even though there's this part in my gut that says, no, I'm going to say yes. You were like, no, it's when it's a no, it's a no period, which I'm just, I love. Haley. Yeah, for me, it was in August. Um, I just had kind of a number in mind that I wanted to be able to bring home. that was good for my family and a number of clients. And um, in simple practice, you can it'll predict kind of what you you'll bring in for the month based on what's in your calendar. And when I looked at it, like July was really low. I was sick a lot and it just, it didn't work out. But all of a sudden August was, I made my goal or I was going to make it. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, but why don't I feel stressed out? (laughs) It was a weird moment. I felt like I feel calm. I don't have anxiety. I'm not frantic. And I met my goal, like I could probably even do more. There's more things that I could do. So it opened up like more of the future and like, maybe I should be writing a book. I don't know. <laughs> I could do whatever I want. Yeah. So it just kind of was like, whoa, something switched. And like my goals increased now. I hit that. So now what else can I do? Mm-hmm. That's Beautiful. what we'll see on the next live working session. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can work on that a little bit. Yeah, maybe. sure. <laughs> Melissa, do you have anything you want to share? Yeah, I'll just, I, I want to respond to a question that popped up in the chat real quick, which is about using social media and blogging. Um, I think business camp really helped me tune into my keywords and what's being used regionally. So I have relied heavily on blogging to rank well in Google. And because we're a private pre- private pay practice, it's important that we're easily found and that we're showing up at the top of the search engines. Um, So just little things like in Southern Utah, people aren't using, they're not searching for trauma, they're searching for PTSD, which I thought would be the other way around because to me, PTSD sounds so clinical, but I I took out all the trauma language on my website and replaced it with PTSD and now we're ranking super, super well. Um, And for my practice, social media has been more not about getting new clients, but about staying front of mind with current clients Um, and getting clear on like what what the purpose of our social media is. Um, And also using it to build a client base that when I do move into a passive income offer, like an ebook or a workbook or some sort of course that I've been building this all these years in the background, kind of just very lightly, and that will be there when I'm ready to use it. Awesome. Yeah. 
Disha. My pivot moment came um, from doing the business plan marketing analysis um, spreadsheet. And I think specifically when I got to the place where it was calculating what your fee should be based on what is the ideal number of clients you want to see? Um, yeah, what are you going, what makes up your, your billable uh, hours? And um, for various reasons, and because I want to truly live out my perfect day, um, I don't want to see a ton of, have a, a huge caseload. Um, and so I had to look at that sheet and come to terms with what my fee is. And so I can today be able to say, I'm Kadisha. And my fee is $250 for a 55-minute session. Back in March, I could not do what I just did. I would have looked away. I would not have said the number in this setting. I would have shied away from it because I felt ashamed about it. And sometimes those feelings still come up. But what I come back to is my fee is a business decision, not a feeling decision. And so fees come with feelings. Um, but fees don't get to determine what your, your feelings don't get to determine what your fee is. Your business decisions determine what your fee is. Yeah. And I did not know that at the start of it. Like someone said earlier, we're looking at, it could be anything. We're looking at what does the, what are other people doing? Right. But it's not about looking to the left or the right. It's about what does my business say I need to be charging. And based on where I am, based on where my business is, $250 is what I need to charge. And so, um, yeah, uh, I don't look at that anymore and say, well, I don't have a PhD, so I can't charge that. Or my own therapist doesn't charge that. So how dare I charge that? I go back to this pivotal moment that I had with Kelly. Um, and Kelly, when, and when I finished my calculator, um, I said, who am I to charge $250? And Kelly said, you're Kadisha, that too. She didn't say you're Kadisha and you have a PhD. You're Kadisha and you have two master's degrees. You're Kadisha and this, 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 this. She didn't qualify it. All she said was, you're Kadisha, that too. And so that's what I stand on. Mm -hmm. I'm, cry. <laughs> I'm glad that touched you. Because that is. Can I, <laughs> yes. can I just say real quick, Kadisha, like for me to having the support of Kelly and Miranda in the community in fixing my rate was so important because I remember the first time I said that number out loud to a client and they booked, I very literally, I thought I was going to vomit. Like I had such a rush of adrenaline and like, I remember getting off the phone and like walking and shaking and do all the somatic stuff because it was, it felt like I was leaping into an abyss mm -hmm. and it was so important to like have people to go back to and say, Oh my God, I did it. I did it. Um, cause, and they would have a positive response because some people I would share and they'd go, Oh, that's high. And that's not what I needed to hear. So having your guys' support has been so important because it can be really scary. Mm -hmm. It can. Yeah. Well, we have just four more minutes left somehow. This went really fast with all of our amazing conversations and we have a little announcement. Some of you guys are here because we are announcing our spokesperson for business school. Some of you are here that applied. If you applied, you can raise your hand, do these little fun things. We actually have <laughs> some amazing uh, people. We have three runner ups um, that are going to, I keep forgetting exactly what they're getting. I think they get one hour accountability coaching session uh -huh. with one of our uh, coaches. It's an hour that you get to use to, it might be really good to use prior or during the next working session, actually. Um, so 
That is Haley, Melissa, and Kalisha. Congratulations. Thank you for submitting. And um, Jenny will get in touch with you to get you set up with your coaching session. And now we want to announce our spokesperson for the year. Um, I'll let you take it away. Well, I was thinking we would play a video, but we, we don't, don't have time to play <laughs> the video. So what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to, let me see if I can figure out how to do this thingy. I can do that thingy <laughs> and I can do this and I could do this and I could do that. <laughs> Maya, congratulations. You're so <laughs> incredibly delighted. Um, with your progress and how you have dug into this um, throughout this last um, just few months, really, mm -hmm. um, and the way that you um, really shared your heart um, and the way that you leaned into the discomfort of really like allowing yourself to be seen, of you really practicing out like what you do in your work. Um, as a somatic therapist and the way that you get to like really embody what you're teaching your clients that your that your practice is literally embodied and your practice is all about embodiment and so the idea that you were trying to do that like deep work in this disembodied way like it's just so powerful to have all of that in alignment and that place too of you looking at the bigger picture of I'm raising other humans and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do good in the world. And mm -hmm. if I'm doing good for everyone else, but not even for my family, like that's, that's not okay. So, so you win either a life, not a lifetime, a one-year membership <laughs> to tap, or you can do a intensive with myself or with Miranda, you get to pick. So you can think about it. We can talk about that later. And all of those, we had more people apply we do this once a year in our business school as a way to celebrate so we can come together. And for those of you who did apply, there's also like prizes for Yeah, we have prizes for you as well. But Maya, congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm like a little bit in shock. Um, and I'm, yeah, I just, I've never won anything and never, you know, put myself out there the way I did with my video. And it's just really validating. Hmm. Well. We are, if there's anything like, sure, we do this for people in the community who have questions about business school, but let me just tell you, it's a nice reminder as to your purpose when you are gathered with other people and seeing just the lives and how you all are leading and changing your communities, your legacies. Um, thank you for your vulnerabilities and being there um, and showing up for yourselves and your clients in this way. It's such a gift also to us, like what a fun way to spend an hour of my day. And for those of you who have been thinking about business school, these people have taken time out of their life just to share with you and out of just their own sheer free will. And we are grateful. Um, the doors close tomorrow at midnight and we would love yeah. to have you. It really is one of the things that we consistently teach in business school is to go and look at like is what you're doing really working to look at the outcomes, to get feedback. And we survey people, like people can know, they're like, how many emails am I going to get? Like, how is this going? And how is this going? Can you fill this out? And I know we're kind of obnoxious about it sometimes, but it's truly because we want to 
make sure that what we're doing is really impactful and that we're adjusting things. And this video is like another piece, right? Of like kind of this qualitative versus like some of the other stuff is quantitative and more numbers versus or something written, but like something about seeing your faces. And there are days even with everything that we do where, you know, it gets heavy, like launching where you're just like, this is amazing. Like it should just be sold out all the time. Like we shouldn't have to launch. We shouldn't have to market at this point, right? Anybody ever feel like that? Like I should never have to market again. Like all of these pieces that sometimes we get like a little like overwhelmed and like, there's so many ways that we could do business. But when we watch your videos and we literally sit hugging each other and crying, <laughs> like, um, like, it's just this, like, yes, this is, this is, we're it. this is, this is, we are in alignment. We're in purpose. This is what we're supposed to be doing. And again, this place of not just, wow, I'm making more money wow, I'm um, getting better outcomes, but like, wow, like I feel valued as a human. Finally, like I'm healing my old traumas. I'm, I'm moving out of replicating traumas for my family of origin and creating a different way. Like, Hey, I'm stepping out of these systemic oppression and, and knowing that it's safe for me to do that. And then I'm now a model for other people seeing that some safe for them to do that. That Torin is a model for other people in the queer community to say, it's okay to step out and take care of yourself, right? That Melissa is a model for other people in these like small, <laughs> I was gonna say narrow-minded communities, but like these, these communities where like just offering support, the idea that like somebody is shaming her for offering support in a community and saying your business will fail if you do that. Like how terrible is that? That Kadisha is a model again, for other people, other women of color who are like, you know what? I've been taught my whole life to be small and to like hang back or maybe to whitewash what I'm putting out into the world because people are gonna judge me and I'm gonna get like pushback for it and to say like, no, like it's a, it's a safe space. All of the things, right? Even for Haley to come on and be vulnerable and to say, hey, I experienced a significant loss that made me question whether I could really still be a therapist. Mm -hmm right? It's just, there's just so much there. And so Jenny has yeah. shared a link. If you want to hop on the phone, we don't do sales calls. Uh, we don't need to, we just are happy to answer questions. And then our job is to give you all the information you need so you can make a good decision uh, for yourself and your business. We only want you to join if this is really the right time for you. If you feel, if you resonated with anything here, and again, there's a seven day guarantee. If you don't like it in seven days, we can give you your money back. Of course, um, we, again, it's not about trying to trick you into anything. It's about really you deciding heart, mind, body, spirit, what's right for you. So we'd love to have you in business school. All of you business schoolers, are we ready for the next live working session? You may do a little bit or you may do all of it. It does not matter. We're here for it. I'm excited for some of the changes that we're doing this next round. Uh, we got some group stuff with Becca and some other fun things. So we will see you then. We also have the mixer. How many of y'all are coming to the mixer next Tuesday to go and hang out, make some new friends, connect with some old ones. So yeah, we will see you next Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Next Tuesday right. at the mixer. Bye y'all. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. 
head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.